welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show that teaches you about nutrition, coaching, and the all-important art of inner work. Today's episode is about a highly requested topic from coaches. I am often asked, what can I do to increase client compliance? And what do you do to deal with difficult clients? And this episode will answer both of those questions. But if you're not a coach, no need to tune out just yet. The lessons in this show can be applied to dealing with difficult people in your life. And if this is a skill you want to develop so that you can live with less stress, then stay tuned. This show is brought to you by the Beyond Macros Certified Coach Program. If you're a nutrition coach who is ready to learn how to create a VIP client experience that increases client results, retention, and gets you referrals, then the Beyond Macros Certified Coach Program is for you. The program is designed to first teach you how to create an evidence and experience-based nutrition plan that will get your clients jaw-dropping results. We also teach you how to increase client compliance and troubleshoot progress issues. But the program doesn't stop there because we also walk you through every step of the Beyond Macros VIP client experience so you can take what we've created, make it your own, no guesswork involved. This includes learning what to automate so you can free up time to both live your ideal lifestyle and give your clients the personal touch they need to have a remarkable experience worth sharing. And finally, the program teaches you the exact marketing foundation you must have in place to help prospects move from interested to an excited new client. As Eric Malzone put it, where most certifications give you knowledge, the Beyond Macro Certified Coach Program takes it a step further, and you can actually have a career by the time you finish. And that's because with carefully created exercises, workbooks, and video demonstrations as you go through the program, you're actually building and improving every aspect of your business and marketing. You can learn more and apply at beyondmacros.com certification. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I used to hate when clients would sign up for coaching and then never respond to my emails or check-ins. I used to consider these unresponsive clients to be difficult. There might be something else that you consider difficult about clients, and I don't know anybody who enjoys working with difficult clients. So I'm going to teach you the tricks that helped me stop stressing about difficult clients and instead get them to the outcome they hired me for. So I want you to take a second, close your eyes. I'm gonna ask a few questions and with your eyes closed, I want you to watch what comes up for you. Imagine a time that you felt absolutely triggered by a client. What did they say or do? Or perhaps, what did they not do? How did you feel emotionally about the situation? How did you react to what the client said or did? How did your client respond to your reaction? And to tie all of these questions together, did you leave the interaction feeling like your needs were met? Did you meet your client's needs in that situation? 
If you can answer yes to those last two questions, it sounds like you're a ninja communicator. But if you believe either your needs or your client's needs weren't met after that triggering interaction, then this process I'm about to go through with you is critical to your success as a coach. This process will also save you from burnout or creating a negative word of mouth situation. The first thing to understand about dealing with difficult clients is that there are no difficult clients. What? You might be thinking, but I deal with difficult people all the time. Certainly some people are just difficult, right Matt? So let me explain why no one is difficult by nature even though we might think so. And the reason is that you perceive people as difficult. There's nothing inherently difficult about that person. That's just your judgment. When you believe a person is being difficult, that really means that you are in a situation with that person which feels difficult for you to manage. And this should be a liberating realization, since it is really you who is experiencing the difficulty, and the other person isn't difficult by nature. This means you have control in the situation. If you had to wait for someone else to change, or find some magic script that will turn a difficult person into an easy-to-work-with person, you'd suffer a lifetime of difficult people. Luckily, the solution lies with you. Instead, you must own the way that you react to a situation with a client. And to do that, you must have clear space to reflect on what it is about your client or the situation that you find difficult. Or what is it about the situations you find yourself in with that client that you find difficult? But before we can have a clear mirror to hold up and reflect, we must purge all the crap that's flying around our head about the situation first. Otherwise, you'll just be reflecting in a dirty mirror. This process is what I call the projection purge. You might be wondering what a projection is. Put simply, it's when I take how I feel inside and apply it to something outside of myself. And the perfect example is projecting the idea that someone is difficult. As we established, nobody is inherently difficult. I am the one experiencing difficulty and its associated emotions. So I apply the difficult label to someone else outside of myself. This projection gives away all of my personal power in the situation. So before we can reflect and see where the difficulty is within ourselves, it helps to purge the projections and take back our personal power. I do this myself and with my coaches at Beyond Macros. For example, we had a client who was unresponsive to their coach's check-in emails. Every week, my coach would send this client an email checking in with feedback, a few clarifying questions, and an action to take next week. And they got crickets. After four weeks like this, my coach finally hears back from the client, but not with a check-in. The email response read, I'm not getting results, I don't think your plan is working, so I wanna cancel my membership. When I talked to my coach about it, I wanted them to reflect about how they could have served this client better. How could the coach have approached things differently? And ultimately, how could they have saved the relationship? But I know from experience, the coach is going to want to blame the client for their lack of results. 
A part of me would want to do the same. And early on in my coaching career, I would have written this client off as difficult. So I give my coaches the space to purge the blame projection. They can voice it, they can write it down, but neither me nor the coach will assign any importance to the projection once it's out. It's important that we don't believe the story of the projection, but it is 100% necessary to get the projection out and then burn it, seriously. One of the best ways I have learned how to purge projections is to write them on a piece of paper and burn it. Once we get these projection stories out, we can reflect effectively. For me, I find it difficult when clients are unresponsive to check-ins. And my process of reflection when dealing with this situation goes like this. First, I consider what might be going on in the client's life that's causing them to act in a way that is difficult for me to deal with. Notice that I am now owning the difficulty. In considering what might be going on in the client's life, I also develop more compassion and empathy rather than seeing them as the enemy. Maybe their kid is sick. Maybe they're going through a professional crisis and nutrition isn't their priority. Both are understandable reasons why the client might be unresponsive. Next, I like to flip the script. It really helps to step out of your shoes, leave your own brain behind, and step into your client's shoes. I like to ask, what might my client consider to be difficult about me or the way I'm communicating with them? Have I been rambling in my check-ins where brevity would do? Do I have too many questions or calls to action in my check-in emails to them? Is email really the best way to get in touch with a client or is there a better medium? Have I unnecessarily complicated the check-in process? Maybe I haven't communicated the importance of checking in and the client feels it's a lot of work for nothing. These types of reflections have given me the insight to streamline my coaching process, increase client buy-in and compliance. But the process doesn't end there. Next, consider yourself. What are your needs in the situation? In the example of a client who is unresponsive to check-ins, my ultimate need is to get that client results. When they aren't checking in, it triggers a fear in me that I won't have the opportunity to guide the client to the goal they hired me for. My difficulty is actually an inner issue with self-worth. It might bring up emotions of fear, frustration, worry, tension, or even embarrassment. And when I feel this way, my reaction is to project that they, the client, are making me feel this way by being difficult. But when I restore my personal power and own those emotions, I recognize what I need in the moment on the path to getting the client results. Usually, I just need to know what is going on with the client. Otherwise, it's easy to make up stories in my head about how the client is doing this to me or that I'm a bad coach because I can't keep lines of communication open. But when I know my need is to know what's going on with the client, I can send them a really simple email directly from the heart saying, what's going on? And usually this yields a response and then I can get some feedback and adjust my process to suit their needs.
Lines of communication can open back up and I can get the client to their desired outcome. But if I were to treat the client as if they were difficult, things aren't gonna work out very well. If I were to unload my projections in their direction, communication is probably gonna shut down for good. Nobody wants to feel difficult. And if you put someone on the defensive by insinuating that they are being difficult, you're most likely going to be met with resistance. You'll lose the client and you'll generate bad word of mouth. And I think it's safe to assume none of these outcomes are desirable for you. So I am super curious to hear from you. What situations do you find difficult with clients? Take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it with your reflections on social media so we can turn this into a conversation. And even though this show was designed to help you deal with difficult client situations more gracefully, you can head to beyondmacros.com ideal for a worksheet that will help you avoid coaching burnout and serve your clients even better. The worksheet will help you identify the common threads between clients who drain your energy, clients who you jump out of bed to serve, and how to create a client filter so that every day you are stoked to be in service. Remember to subscribe for more shows to help you run your coaching business more profitably and serve your clients more effectively. Until next time, heroes, much love and keep shining.